Well, welcome back to the X Podcast. We are here. I am with my delightful co-host, oh. Tim. Always grinning, Tim. Hi. Grin, Tim. How are you? I liked your welcome that time. Yeah. You, know, you, you changed the cadence, and it was great. Well, welcome to back to the... It was nice. You just went right over the welcome. It was good. <laughs> trying to mix it up. I like it. It's been beautiful lately. Yes, gorgeous. Up until this week. We, you know, we talked a little bit in um, our last week's episode about... The golden season of fall, and I, you know, and, and we talked about really how to mitigate the effects of potential winter blues. But we talked about fall has such a beauty to it, and I feel like last couple weeks up until this week were kind of like the golden moment of fall. I, I was walking through Schiller Park this last week, this last weekend, and it was just like one of those breathtaking moments where you're walking through, and you're like, leaves everywhere. Mm. The colors have yeah. turned full autumn hue, mm. and it's just the sunlight's filtering through. It's dreamy. It's beautiful. I went to Hawking Hills uh, yeah. Sunday night. Yeah. It was gorgeous. We have uh, a lot of people on staff actually have a brand new hobby. There really has been mm. blazing through the nation over the last year yep. or two. Yep. But pickleball, pickleball is all the craze right now, and you're not bad. No, you're not bad either. Thank you. We both picked it up. What we've only I've only played twice. You played three times, four times, five times, uh, three, times. three or four times. Yeah. Unfortunately, I feel like I'm getting worse oh, <laughs> every time. <laughs> like the play. first time was good. The right. going downhill. Um, but you know, we mentioned uh, in the last episode, one of the things big around here is festivals and fairs. And one of the things I went to last week was the Lancaster County Fair, which actually, if I am remembering this correctly, is one of the largest fairs in the state, maybe in the country. It's, it's huge. It's pretty big. I mean, thousands of people come through. I didn't believe it when I first moved here, but people take off the week. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, people that are doing showing animals. And well, such it's a- all week long. It's all day long, all week long. Yeah. And I mean, just it feels like miles of just all the fair food rides. When I was there Thursday night, they had a combine Competition. Derby. I kept calling it Columbine. I don't think no, that's right. I it's do Combine that. Derby, which is literally if I was kind of fun. It's a tractor actually. fight. It is, but it's combines. Which man, and they're I mean, smashing into each other, and that was kind of. If that's not a cultural, yeah, uh, documentary for uh, something happening in the world right now, I don't, I don't know what it is. Mm. Um, it was interesting. It was very interesting, but I had, I, I had something happen. What's that? Well, Van told you a little bit about it. Oh, oh, that one. Yeah, yeah I, you did. We yeah, actually it, ran it, into you right after it happened. Yes. So I had an amazing night. I ended up actually running into Lydia and a group of them, riding some rides, had some fair burgers, mm. had some pumpkin fudge. It was so good. Really? But when I first got there, yeah. <laughs> I had a little bit of an altercation. Yeah. You know, I you're have many a, faults. You're such a fighter. Uh, such a fighter. I have many faults, but... One of them has never been, I've never had a temper issue. I've never had like a, I don't, I don't know that I've ever really lost control, like anger, you know. I mean, I get frustrated sometimes, but but I, I think it's building. I, I got into the night, there's l- a mile-long traffic to get into this fair, which mm-hmm. I don't mind if I'm going into a city, but to get into a fair felt a little, uh, felt a little much. And then I forget that they don't accept anything but cash um, <laughs> in these kind of settings at times. <laughs> and um, and uh, I said, uh, he said, we only have cash. I said, you for real? And he's like, yeah, this is me trying to park. Yeah. And I was like, you know, Venmo or Cash App, anything? And it's like, he, he said, son, do you know where you are? And uh, That's so uh, funny. I know. And so anyways, he was like, just bring me back cash later if you think of it. And I was like, okay. So I drove in. And I am in this dirt lot, feels like nine acres of nothing but enormous pickup trucks that I keep almost hitting. I they love, keep almost hitting me. I love how you paint this picture that is so inaccurate, but it's kind of funny. No, and where I was, it was. Oh. And so I drive around. I, I just start getting frustrated because, to be honest, I don't know why they let me in this parking lot because it was completely full. Yeah. I'm driving around almost hitting and getting hit for not five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes, over half an hour. Hmm. To where I'm finally just at the point, I'm on the phone with my friend. I'm like, I, I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to leave. And then right about that moment, it was almost like a heavenly beam shot mm. down, and these two ladies were walking in front of me. They could tell I was waiting, trying to yeah. find a spot, pointed up to their right. Okay. There's an empty space. I get ready to pull in, and as I pull in, a guy steps out of his truck. He's probably 18, 19 years old, big guy, on his phone, and he's kind of in the way. And I just assume, hey, he doesn't, 
He doesn't see me. He didn't see you. So I try to wave through the windshield. Hey, you know, sorry, just I'm trying to park. And he finally looks back at me, kind of grins, and then turns the other way. So then I kind of wave a little bit, you know, more expressively. Hey, trying to get into park, if you don't With mind. How many fingers did you wave? I, you know, I never used. Okay. Uh, never used a bad finger. Okay. And finally, he's, he keeps stepping more and more in front. And the more I try to indicate, hey, I'm trying to park, the more it feels like passive aggressive and obvious he's getting that he is purposely blocking the view, purposely blocking the path for me to park. And I wanted to make sure, and my friends tell me this part is stupid, so I get out of my car. I put it in park, yeah. get out of my car, walk up to him. As I'm walking up to him, I hear him say in the phone, hey, he's walking up to me right now. So I'm like, okay. So I don't know what he's thinking I'm going to do. I don't think yeah. I'm trying to fight him. I, but I just said, hey, you know, man, what, what, <laughs> what are you doing? And he said, oh, nothing. What are you doing? I said, I'm just trying to park. Uh, just, you know, been waiting for a long time trying to park. And he goes, yeah, sorry. And I thought, oh, okay, what do you mean, sorry? And he said, yeah, sorry, man, you know, tough deal. And kind of kept putting his back to me. So I feel my blood beginning to mm. boil a little bit. And I'm like, because, I mean, this is a big guy. Again, if he would have just owned it, hey, I'm, I'm saving this, sorry. Yeah. But it was, it was being passive, yeah. like soft and just being kind of, mm. and I just thought it was really rude. And so I'm staying there, I'm like, Oh, wow, this is really happening. And so, you know, I maybe shouldn't have said this, but I said, what, are you being serious right now? And then, um, and he looked at me as the- Great way to de-escalate. <laughs> right, right. Probably, sh- you know, I, I could have I held that one back. Did right? you invite him to church right after that? <laughs> I did it. But I'm, t- but I'm, so the whole time, though, I'm, I'm so aware in these moments. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. first off, I want to be like Jesus. Second mm-hmm. off, it would be my luck that if I did have a moment like this, it's somebody that goes yeah. to our church or has been trying to be invited to our church- so right at this time, this girl drives up, yeah. rolls her windows down, and starts yelling hmm. and, uh, and goes, leave him alone. I assume, incorrectly, that she's yelling at him because, uh, again, he's this huge guy, and he's still in my parking spot. And, but I turned. I said, wait, are you talking to me? She said, yeah, I'm talking to you. And so just to get <laughs> clarity, I slightly turn my body towards her to, to ask what she's talking about. And she starts yelling louder. Oh, you're going to come at me now? You're going to come at me? What are you going to do? Why don't you just leave us alone? It's not that big of a deal. Leave us alone. So that's when I just. You harassed two young 18-year-olds. <laughs> so that's when... fair. I got it. So that's when it hits me. It's, it's one of those. We'll just wanna, I forget. Who's, who's the pastor, kind of legendary pastor author that he calls it the headline test? Oh, Whatever you yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And I don't so, know who it is. And so I will say, not to pat myself on the back, but in that moment, yeah. I was like, headline test. Pastor gets arrested at a county fair for getting in a fight with, and I was just like, no. So I just, you know, m- maybe this part I could have handled. I just said, I said, I'll tell you what, uh, this is incredibly rude, but I hope you both have a great night. And I just got back in my car and I drove off and the Lord graciously <laughs> opened up another Fun spot. Part. In a few minutes. Oh, my. But isn't that crazy? Yeah. And so I just, I couldn't believe it. I just was like, man, my first few well, minutes at this fair. But it made me, it got me thinking, mm-hmm. like, what, because not not as a pat on the back, because I'm sure there's mm. there's many other moments in life that I do have regrets, or I'm like, man, I could have like getting out of way the car. better. You know, I still don't know if I necessarily regret that. But yeah. there's other moments in different arenas of life yeah. that I maybe was faced with a problem. Yeah. But my response to that problem made the whole thing way worse than the actual problem itself. It is the danger of overreaction. Mm. And so I just thought, man, what a moment, first off, personally, for us to always process are the areas of my life I'm overreacting. But then I just thought, man, if that didn't describe our culture the last few years, Mm. we are in an era of extreme overreaction, overresponse, overcanceling. Mm. over everything. Yeah. And I thought about everything going on right now. I mean, we, yeah. we, we, we won't get into it, but I mean, right now, Kanye West in the news. Oh, yeah. White Lives Matter t-shirt. Yeah. And uh, there's strong, wherever you're listening, I'm sure you have strong thoughts on that. But then on the other side, uh, you have people saying that his speech is, however dangerous or wrong you think mm-hmm. his words are, and I, I personally am like, 
yeah, man, you should not have made that shirt. And I don't think that cult- in the cultural context of the conversation mm-hmm. over the last few years, that was wise or helpful. That's just my personal opinion. But on the extreme end, you have people saying his words were violence. Yeah. And I can't help but think yeah. back to the book we read, The Coddling of the American Mind, and how we need to be really clear on what is violence through action right. versus words. And it's it starting to make me think about all these things of in the last few years about responses, over responses, reactions, mm. and how, you know, I read this verse the other day that said, um, the fear of God will cause you to avoid all extremes. Yep. Ecclesiastes? Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. And usually stupidity is found on the fringes. Mm-hmm. Usually stupidity is found in the overreactions. Yeah. And usually wisdom is found somewhere in the middle, somewhere in balance. And so I just thought it would be a good topic. What What are... What are the areas as a society, first of all, that we are overreacting, and what are we losing well, in I, the process of that? I mean, I think we overact. I think we're overreacting pretty much everywhere. I mean, I think some of it is probably a. We've talked about this before, but I, I wonder how much the trauma of the last couple of years mm-hmm. has mounted tension, mm-hmm. has mounted pressure, that. Yeah whenever someone responds or reacts, it becomes mm-hmm. an overreaction. Like one I think of off the top of my head is I, I just remember like early in the process when COVID first hit mm-hmm. and we're, we're, you know, canceling in-person church, mm-hmm. um, people all over are, we don't know what it is. Like I, I remember first hearing about it in March, right? Mm-hmm. As we showed, I was like, wait, what is this SARS-CoV-2? Like, what, mm. what is it? It's, it's, is it deadly? Is this like, it, it just, yeah. it was the first time really experiencing something like that. Mm. I just, I don't remember previous um, um, epide- epidemics. What am I thinking? Epidemics. Of? Epidemics that we had. I just mm. don't remember them ever being like a pandemic like this and it wasn't quite there. Yeah. But I, I remember um, that the reaction that we got from mm. people mm-hmm. that just assumed Mm-hmm. intent and in assumed things mm-hmm. that we we had no we weren't doing yeah. like I just remember just people reacting I can picture things I don't want to bring up specific ones and people but just an overreaction yeah. to what you're not meeting in person why mm-hmm. are we bowing to fear are we now so afraid that we're not mm-hmm. going to be it was like no we're, we're just trying to be a good neighbor we're trying to understand what's going on it's been like one week and mm-hmm. you know we're just they're just telling us the sky is falling yes. you know and so you know Again, some people go, well, shutting down church, was that an overreaction? Well, at the time, we don't think it was. Yeah. Um, it was a proper, it, yeah. we felt, and, I, and I'd still go back, and I would have probably, again, hindsight, you can look at it, but mm-hmm. I think we would have still probably had a similar response. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a difference between having a response that mm-hmm. is appropriate, at mm-hmm. least with the information you have, yeah. and having a reaction yeah. that goes beyond. Yeah. And, I mean, just that we, we we're not the only ones, but just churches experienced it. Just as it became this polarizing environment yeah. where everybody overreacting mm-hmm. to basically even assuming intent, yeah. assuming that it's political or assuming yeah. that it's weak or assuming that mm-hmm. it's motive. And, it, and it's to where it's like people left church, people quit on you. They just mm-hmm. all this kind of stuff. And it was yeah. like, are we overreacting just a yeah. little bit like we're just yeah. all trying to walk through this and figure this out. I, we have no idea. I, mean, I had to lead through a pandemic yeah. in this community. And so I think that was one when you bring that up, there's initially just come to my mind is I feel like maybe that even, I don't know, unlocked the yeah. gates. Yeah. I don't know if things just, yeah. it feels like things just flowed yeah. from that. You think about what happened in 2020. Well, I mean, pro- maybe that's because of the fear. I mean, I, I, we've talked about it before, but in, in an atmosphere of fear, hypervigilance can be born. Yeah. And where there's hypervigilance and emotions are high, you have a reactionary society. Yeah. That thought becomes thinner, emotions become higher, and you just come to really bad conclusions and you treat people really poorly and you end up doing and thinking and moving in certain directions you end up usually regretting. Well, I can think about I just 2020 of all I mean, I know it's continued but I just all years of it is just a year of overreaction yes. I mean I mean and and there are certain things that need to respond to <laughs> I remember when I got up not in uh, I just I've, I've been talking to you about this lately and maybe I mentioned this one of the podcast because I've been working on it in the book 
that I'm writing as far as Joshua and, you know, leading the children of Israel. And he gets Moses' wisdom imparted into him. And then in the next page, God wants to impart courage. And I'll never forget, you asked me to say something in 2020, that first Sunday we recorded. I, was, I don't know why, but you had me stand on this box on the other side and do kind of like an address, was hosting oh, yeah. address. Okay. And I remember making a statement. I don't even know how it came to me. But I remember saying, even then, this is before masks were introduced, this is before yeah. thoughts of vaccine. This was literally the virus <laughs> had been sweeping the country for a week. And I remember standing on the box and saying, we believe here that we can fall into the ditch of foolishness or the ditch of fear. Mm-hmm. We think that wisdom and courage make a really good pair. Yeah. And, our, and over the next few years, can I just say, I'm more convinced of that than ever. Yeah. Because people either went to the extreme, people that are still people oh, yeah. paralyzed with fear. Yeah. Or just reckless yeah. and unteachable and conspiratorial. Yeah. And I think we've seen culturally, so this is, doesn't just, ex- I mean, this is something I think society we have experienced for the mm-hmm. last couple of years. I just even think about, I was going to say in 2020, you know, when the tragic death of George Floyd happened. Mm-hmm. And it was something that was really a visceral type of response and even reaction mm-hmm. to it. And understandably, when you, I mean, literally millions of people watched someone be murdered mm-hmm. in that situation. But, right, it was a, it highlighted that there, there's, there's some people that are doing, there's some people in positions of authority who were doing things that was an abuse of their power. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was an example of one, Right. We need to deal with that. That mm-hmm. is not something that you just like, okay. And so, again, I think that falls into all kinds of different arenas. I'm talking about in the police right there. Mm-hmm. The overreaction was the cries that came up immediately said defund the police. Yeah. It was like yeah. this overreaction. I think yeah. that's what we're talking about, this culture right. where it's like, wait a minute. Uh, authority exists. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to use that as, yeah. as an example. Right. Authority exists in our lives for right. a real purpose. Right. Uh, the scripture says that all authority comes from God. Yeah. Now, yes, there are people that abuse it. There mm-hmm. are people, I mean, yeah. Jesus talks specifically about not abusing authority, but seeing yourself yeah. as a servant, right? right? But unfortunately, people abuse that. Mm-hmm. The overreaction is to swing way the other way and go, get rid of them all. And there have been yeah. some cities that went Anarchy. down that path. Yeah. And I've heard from people, I heard from a friend who was in one of those cities recently said, you don't want to be in that city. Yeah. It's so dangerous. Yeah. And I think to the detriment, I remember talking to some police officers who said, man, we don't even go in, into areas and police and things like we used to before right. unless we have to because of the situation. Mm-hmm. What it did is it created, it's just this overreaction that we have in our culture mm-hmm. and a tendency. I think it has produced things like cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are people who mess up. Yeah. And I think it's important that we hold people mm-hmm. who mess up accountable yep. for it. I mean, this happens in the church world. Mm-hmm. This happens in government. Yeah. This happens in business. Yeah. It happens everywhere in culture. Entertainment it happens yeah. in all of them. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you want to talk about overreaction. This just came to me. Will Smith. Mm. I mean, if you want to talk about overreaction, mm-hmm. it's Will Smith yeah. hearing a joke. And Chris Rock right. on live TV right. walks up and smacks him live yeah. TV. And, and the... So, Will Smith overreacted yes. in that moment. Yeah. I think it's very clear, I mean, that environment. He overreacted in that moment. But the reaction from, everybody I remember, else. when we even talked about it on a podcast, the reaction yeah. from everybody else yeah. is, was enormous. Yes. And it feels like it's just one after another, just building and building is and building. Is it possible to, I mean, it always begs the question, because the truth is life, if you're going to live well, you're going to problem solve. But is it possible to problem solve? I mean, uh, on, on a smaller scale, look at companies. You know how many companies, some there's an isolated incident, and then the yep. overreaction is they create eternal policies yeah. instead of just addressing that one thing. I mean, going back to the Black Lives Matter, like, I mean, we, we, we've said for, for a while we're not going to get spicy, and so I'm going to be careful, but in just this is just Russ talking. Like The two extremes are, one, head in the sand. I'm not going to listen to anything that has to do with um, – an uncomfortable history of racism in the country. There doesn't need to be any better vetting. There doesn't need to be any police reform. That'd be one extreme, in my view. Um, no acknowledgement of systemic racism at all. But on the other view, yeah, let's defund the police. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's let's embrace not just the Black Lives Matter movement, but the Black Lives Matter organization. Mm-hmm. 
and all the, and, I mean, those are two extremes, but it seems like almost anybody you'd meet would fall into one of those two extremes. Mm. It is so much harder intellectually to actually have conversation in the middle where you vet both ideas and you actually like dive into it. And what I really want to have a conversation about is what are the what's lost when you live in an overreactionary way? Because wisdom is to respond, foolishness is to react. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I have any moments I regret when I respond, but I got a lot of moments I regret when I react. Mm-hmm. And when you live reactionary, this is one of the things I was mentioning to you. I think more of us than, than we realize, myself included, I'm not immune to this. We always like to think that our belief systems, our perspectives, our, whether it's how we view politics or God or church or family or life or people, we always like to think that we have a clean slate with it all. But the truth is all of us have our own biases. All of us have our own experiences we bring with us. And on top of that, I think more often than we realize, we are bringing reactionary theology. Mm-hmm. We're hurt by something, yep. or we see the bad abuse or misuse or excess of something, mm-hmm. and then we're so, I mean, I, I told the story from a platform here one time of <laughs> in Christmas time mm-hmm. when I saw the little um, uh, air, I, I saw the hot cider packet. Okay. You remember the story? No. And I, I brought the hot cider packet home, and I put it in hot water, and I drank it, and it was awful. Okay. And I added sugar, and it got worse, and I more sugar, and it got worse. And then finally my roommate picked it up. He said, hey, bro, this is potpourri. <laughs> I do remember that now. <laughs> had, okay. No wonder it tasted terrible. And I had drank. So where was the wisdom in this? So I'm, I'm getting there. So okay. I, I drank potpourri, and I'm telling you, to this day, <laughs> it took not just hours. It took days to get that taste out of my mouth. And to this day, I don't really to get know stupid that. out of your mouth, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. I, had, I couldn't help listen, it. It was, it was faulty advertising. <laughs> It had a picture of a hot cider with the steam coming out in a sachet that you would put in a cup. Oh. Um, so, anyways, that's happened. Did it happen? Right to, did it happen to have the words potpourri on it? No. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I think so. But, anyways, here, here, yes, I, here, I think we here, lose here, some things. Here, here's the point. Here's the point I want to tell. Yeah. The worse the pain you experience, mm-hmm. the longer and harder it is for you to get that taste out of your mouth. Yeah. And the more extreme your reaction is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all need to be super aware of the pendulums that we're on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this. You and I, one of our first conversations we had over B-dubs, we, we were talking theology, mm. and we had a conversation around pendulums. Mm. You and I were just talking different yeah. things. This is before yeah. I, I moved up here yeah. officially, and you know we were talking about pendulums we've been on. And mm-hmm. like for a lot of people in the church world, it's, it's Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Some people have had um, have grown up in environments where the Holy Spirit's not even talked about. I'm right. getting kind of faith right now, but and then other people have been in environments where it's it's the excesses and abuses of a lot of goofy or harmful things done in the name of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And for some people, that puts such a bad taste in their mouth right. that they'll forever not want genuine gold because they've been so turned off by fool's gold. Mm-hmm. It's the whole thing of you throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's right. the, the the analogy of a scalded cat will always fear water. Mm-hmm. And so some people forever, and so I just think in our reactionary theology, there are some really like eternally timeless principles and values mm-hmm. that have gotten lost and or are almost bad words. They're, they're, well, I'll give you a great example. They're, you they're, mentioned it already they're one. They're not trendy right now. No, no, no. I mentioned one that I think is, is one that kind of really, uh, you mentioned in their um, Black Lives Matter the organization, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Black Lives Matter was a phrase that first started in 2014 after the Trevon Martin mm-hmm. um, um, death. Yeah, and uh, from that, it, it became for a lot of people uh, trying to um, highlight mm-hmm. and point out that there is an uh, a disparaging of black and brown people in our mm-hmm. in our nation when it comes to things like either uh, profiling and, you know, all these different things that went with mm-hmm. that. Well, come to find out, you know, and then after that things happened in 2020, come to find out that there's an organization that popped up, mm-hmm. also called Black Lives Matter, yeah. mm-hmm. that, by the way, had brought in some $80 million mm-hmm. in donations over the last yeah. year or something. An organization that popped up that I wasn't even aware of, I remember this, until yeah. like later in 2020. And it was like, yeah. what? Oh, what? 
right? There's, and you go read what the organization stands for, mm -hmm. and they, it, th there's no way mm -hmm. I would ever uh, approve yeah. of or even support yeah. an organization like that. It's anti-nuclear it, family. It, it was, it's Marxist. A, it's, it was. It was a. It was anti-patriarchal. Mm -hmm. It was anti-family. Oh, you can't say that now. No, that's a bad word. Even though it's, you know, there's, a, there's, there's a, again, a, coming from a scriptural background, there's, there's a lot behind that. But just the idea, like you See, said, even of, that's a hot button. It topic. is, it is. Uh, you know, so what it is is that there has, I mean, the, and the organization is being run by some women who were anti-men, mm -hmm. anti-patriarchy. Anti all these different things and and anti authority anti authority it is there's mm -hmm. a, there is a, and so when you go look at those things you're like whoa I I do not support this right at all mm -hmm. <laughs> I do not support the Black Lives Matter organization mm -hmm. at all mm -hmm. you know at the same time you're going but but I want to stand with friends and people that I know who have experienced racism because uh, you know I've been on the other end it of was it a going, moment of history it, to stand behind yeah, a, a movement yeah and yet. And yet it was, I feel like, hijacked, Yeah, I guess is the word I would yeah. say. And maybe it had been sneaking up and never even realized. And I think right. there's a lot of people that, I think it came to light at the end of 2020 mm -hmm. and 2021 that people are yeah. like, wait a minute, this is not, you know. And But I think that's a good example of, it's like some people that have had maybe bad experiences. And maybe, mm -hmm. here's a good example. You've had a bad experience in family. Like you have mm -hmm. a bad experience. You had a, a father mm -hmm. that was abusive mm -hmm. or a father that was absent or you have whatever, it can do something to you where mm -hmm. all of a sudden you, you have an issue mm -hmm. with any type of father figure. Yeah, You have an issue yeah. with even seeing God in right. a father type of role because it's really hard. We, that's a big, that's a real thing. Yeah, And so I think that's what we're talking about is like the, the overreaction mm -hmm. is sometimes worse yeah. or it can be as dangerous. I'm going to talk so about that example. Let's extract but, a couple cultural values then. Maybe from that um, all these are just some authority dirty, dirty is words. one authority and honor. Yeah, I mean, there again, this gets really tricky because you there are so many examples, ancient and current, mm -hmm. of people that abuse their authority. Yeah. yeah, and and they should be held accountable. And if you're in a toxic, an actual toxic or abusive situation, mm -hmm. you should get out of that, and you need to make sure you put yourself in healthy places. There's some authority, though, that is over you that you can't get out of. No matter what you say, you can't decide who your president is mm -hmm. once they're in, in office. Yeah. Um, and Scripture actually has a lot to say with how we relate to authority, good and bad. In fact, Scripture actually teaches that the way we relate to authority tells more about us than it does the authority that we are talking about. You're, you're grinning right now. <laughs> no, no, <it's> just, <laughs> you always say authority, 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 authority. What do you call it? authority? Authority, authority. Is it authority or authority? It's, I mean, it's spelled a u t h. Authority, authority, authority. Yeah, it just keeps sounding like you're saying authority, authority, authority. Anyway, okay, authority. But, no, but I want, I want to, I want to. Uh, I think that brought to my mind a great example mm -hmm. of this, okay. where I think we we've seen this in the church world. Yeah, okay. um, I think there have been in the last I can think of in probably the last ten years, mm -hmm. um, there have been some significant or influential sure. pastors sure. that have led large large org organizations mm -hmm. um, that that have really have created abusive cultures or allowed it. Yeah, have themselves been abusive. Yeah, have done things yeah. and it's been exposed. Yeah, and I'm glad it's been exposed. Yeah. But the response, I mean, like even the Mars Hill podcast, there's a mm -hmm. whole podcast mm -hmm. dedicated to pointing out this. Mm -hmm. But it, it, many times, if you ever have listened to any of them, they, they almost at times, and, I, and I've heard, we, we got to hear that person live member talk at the yep. conference. Yeah, the person that did Mars the Hill. The person that did Mars Hill podcast. Not, not Mark Driscoll, but Mars Hill podcast. Right. And, and it's, it's, it's really, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted because in one sense, it's like, oh, we're here to make sure that we hold you know, leaders and these people mm -hmm. accountable. Yeah. That's fine to understand. But at the same time, when I listen to it, and I've listened to some of it, it feels very anti-church, mm -hmm. anti-authority, mm -hmm. anti-leaders. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so I, I think that's a, an example, even yeah. within our own world. It's like, hey, if you had a bad experience, mm -hmm. okay, with somebody who has, and I, this is even, this is even questionable to say because 
as someone who has and sits in a seat where I it's am tough. an authority tricky, figure yeah. in ministry, I also know I've been in situations with people who, when you are applying, say, in our example, you apply a biblical precept or you apply something that you mm-hmm. believe morally, your mm-hmm. value mm-hmm. from Scripture to them or that situation, mm-hmm. they can sit there and turn around and go, oh, you are uh, being abusive. Yes. It's like, no, I'm, I'm not actually saying yes. awful things to you or right. about you. Right. I'm not physically doing yeah. anything. I'm not raising my voice. I'm not doing that. All I'm saying, it goes back to the mm-hmm. calling of the American mind, you know, right, that concept. Right. No, I'm just saying, no, we're just not going to let you do that here because that violates mm-hmm. what we hold true in this right. value that we hold that's scriptural. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's really hard because I feel like there's no clear distinction mm-hmm. anymore mm-hmm. of even what is abuse. Yes. I, I think that's a challenge because like right. even with the Me Too movement, it was clear there were some men who were in places of power and authority mm-hmm. that clearly abused women. Mm-hmm. And it's great that these things have been exposed. Yeah. I, I feel like it... You know, so, but the problem is, I think, an overreaction type of environment, culture, mm-hmm. is, and a spirit of it, is to go throw out authority altogether. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, when, I, won't, I yeah. won't submit to authority. And if you live with that kind of mantra in life, it's actually going to be pretty challenging. Yeah. And we're, we're in some, spot, some dicey territory right now. Sure. And I will say this, uh, you know, with, with the Me Too movement, because I, f- I feel like I feel like we probably should do a whole other episode when it comes to how do you deal with church abuse and what does that look like? You know, like they call to- it now hashtag church two. Have you heard that? No. Yeah, there's a whole church two oh, wow. type of thing oh, that wow. goes with it. And so here's the thing. Here, here's where it's so tricky. In fact, I, I just have to say this. We did an episode. I don't know that you were on it, but I did one with uh, yeah, uh, Morgan other- and Megan and Jesse. If if you're, in, we actually talked more in depth, and, and I think it was important. We also had women at the table to talk through yeah. this, the Me Too movement. It's the Johnny Depp episode. So right. if you're interested in more of our thoughts, go back and and go through that. But it it is because there have there has been such painful abuse, mm-hmm. and I think about what Scripture says: judgment starts at the house of God. Mm-hmm. There should be accountability when yeah. people leverage their leadership and their power, and instead of using it to serve people, mm-hmm. when they use it to manipulate or to abuse, or to do terrible things, it's, that can have lifelong wreckage on people, mm-hmm. and on communities, and groups of people. That is not in any way to be minimized. And if no. you're listening to this, and you've suffered, I mean, I even think what David said in the Psalms. He said, if it was my enemy, I, I, I could have handled it. He said, but it was my brother that I went to house of God with, to the, to the temple with, mm-hmm. that hurt me. There is no church no hurt like church hurt. Yeah. Because it's in the most intimate spirit. There's nothing more intimate family than spiritual. Oriented. It's family oriented. You're spiritually. I mean, there is, but I'm also a believer that it's in community that you're wounded and it's in community that you're healed. Mm-hmm. And as a follower of Jesus, I'm not, not to spend too, mu- too long on this topic. The, the scriptures don't, don't give us an out because of hurt to leave the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and to say, well, this authority was abusive. So I'm not, it's so crazy when I look at Scripture. And I think the reason honor, we've talked about it. I think one of the reasons honor is so big to me is because starting as, as a teenager, not only did I see it all over the pages of Scripture as a value near and dear to the heart of God, mm-hmm. but I look at the people that I want to be. I looked at David. And let me tell you something. I don't know what kind of bad leader you've had, but David's leader, Saul, Spent 19 years trying to kill him, mm-hmm. hunting him down. I mean, manipulative, abusive. Uh, and the scriptures tell us there was a time when David had a chance to get even. And just to prove his innocence, he cut off a corner of Saul's robe to prove it. And the Bible says that he was so stricken in his guilt. conscience mm-hmm. for cutting off a piece of his robe that he was grieved. Because he said, God, that's the person you've put in authority. Mm-hmm. And I just, and I will say for me in my life. I've, done a, I've gotten a lot of things wrong, but I have just seen when I have striven uh, towards honor and I have tried to posture my heart towards honor, that I've just seen God's mind-blowing blessing on it. Yeah. And I, I, I think there, think, think about it this way. T- take church out of, out of the equation. If you've ever watched The Last Samurai or a movie like The Last Samurai, you know that weighty thing you feel, that noble thing you feel, that thing that you feel is lacking from modern society? 
That's the weighty, spiritual, eternal, timeless attribute of honor. And I just think it's that that is something that we're lacking and it's killing yeah. us. There's blessing attached to it. I mean, the scriptures tell us to honor our parents. The scriptures yep. tell us to honor you know our authorities. Says? It says when you honor your parents, mm-hmm. long, life. long life will go with you. Yes. They've actually proven, been doing, I don't know how scientific, mm-hmm. studies of people that have had that posture versus haven't and mm-hmm. that tend to have lived longer. Yeah. Like, I mean, and my deepest reason. regrets are moments where I didn't, where yeah. I was just spoiled or I was just being whatever towards them. And just, I like, the, the, I like honor is another value. We talked about authority. Mm-hmm. I think honor is, even is, towards is political. It's just to pray for your well, leaders. That's what I wanted to, I wanted to mention, I think one of the things that bothered me that I've seen over the, probably the last, I don't know, four or five, six years, maybe more than that, 10 years, uh, is this as we've gotten more and more politically uh, extreme and yes. charged that there has become far less of mm-hmm. respecting an office, a mm-hmm. position, mm-hmm. a title, the whole not my president type of mm-hmm. attitude, the whole, listen, I, it doesn't matter if you didn't vote for the person, doesn't yeah. matter what level leader, governor, yeah. mayor, doesn't matter, all that, uh, I mean, I've Scripture is real clear. Again, mm-hmm. we're speaking to this, and, and so if you're not a person of faith, then, then that's fine. I don't, know what, mm-hmm. I don't know what sets your morals and values for you. The, right. the reason why honor matters to us is because it's scriptural. Yeah. I mean, yeah. let's face it. That's, yeah. that's where it really, I mean, mm-hmm. it's scripture where it talks about it. Even I was just reading recently in 1 Peter, 1 mm-hmm. Peter 3, and it says that we are to honor God yeah. and respect the king. Yeah. That king that Peter was writing to the church about was Caesar. <laughs> yeah. Who was actually attacking and mm-hmm. was um, uh, was was putting Christians in prison? Yeah. Was, was like under his authority mm-hmm. was abusing, persecuting yeah. Christians. And here's Peter writing right. about authority, mm-hmm. and he says that you're supposed to honor or respect the king. Yeah. And it's like, wait, right? Why would I take that posture? Because in so doing, people will look at your lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it'll be a testimony. And so, I mean, you can look through authority, but I think honor is another one. Mm-hmm. I think. But the truth is, just, and we could spend a whole episode on this, but because the pushback that you hear immediately is, but they're not worthy of it. And that's why I love the phrase we have. We believe it comes out of scripture. And we use this in our, as one of the values in our faith context is that respect is earned, but honor is given. Yeah. So honor just because. Honor is a higher trait. Yeah. Just because somebody may do stuff that's disrespectable. Mm-hmm. And again, if somebody ever asks you to do something immoral or unethical or illegal, you draw the line. I, l- I love the example uh, John Bevere gives us of da- David, Daniel and the men when King Nebuchadnezzar tries to get them to bow down to him, to do something wrong. Yeah. And Daniel obviously refuses. He can't respect what he asked him to do. But because of the honor of his position, yeah. this, his response was filled with grace and dignity and honor. He says, O king. He actually, he addresses him with honor. He says, oh, king, your majesty, I could never do such a thing. So he refuses. Mm-hmm. He's clear on where he stands. Yeah. He's clear on what he can't respect, but he does it in honor. Yeah. And I just think when it comes to our teachers and coaches and spiritual yeah. leaders and, teachers and political Teachers is another one. There's like, teachers are disrespected. And law enforcement. All the time. And law enforcement. And they're disrespected all the time and nobody yeah. does anything about it. Yes. And because it is no longer a cultural value. Yes. It's not a cultural value. And so, I, there, so there is a way that you can hold people accountable. There is a way that you can protest what is wrong. There yep. is a way that you can raise your voice for it. There needs to be change. Yep. There's a way that you can call things out that need to be called out, and you can do it with honor. You can, and I, I think several ways you can do that. You can address them by their title. It's yes. right now. It's President Biden. President Biden. And 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 you can and you can and that goes both that goes both ways because I remember I just want to say this. Yeah. I remember you, you would see this depending on what network. Mm-hmm. I'm just going back. When president, when Donald Trump was president, yeah, it was just Trump, yeah, yep, it wasn't President Trump, yeah, yeah. When it's Joe Biden's president, yeah. oh Biden, or yeah. I, I wanted to say this, but I want because this probably will, mm-hmm. maybe ruffle someone's feathers. But there's a certain phrase that a lot of people like to use, yep, about President Biden, yeah, Brent, even Brent. in conservative circles. I'm not going to say the yeah. phrase, yeah. just so. I'm, it, it is offensive to me. It's offensive. To it's me offensive too. to me. Yeah. Why? Because it, it, especially when I see followers of Jesus. That's what I mean. If you're yeah. a follower of Christ and you think a phrase that literally means "f the president" is okay to say because it doesn't actually use that word, mm-hmm. it's it's incredibly dishonoring mm-hmm. 
of the office, the president, mm-hmm. I want to say of what our country even stands for. Because mm-hmm. when you do that, guess mm-hmm. what? The next time a different president yeah. that you didn't vote for yeah. or next time you yeah. the president you vote for is and someone else does yeah. it, it's going to bother you. And it's not because of who I voted for, didn't vote for. It's none of that. It's it's that flies in the face of what Scripture says. Yes. When you, for me, it's a scriptural yeah. value. And that's what, if that's where to Jesus, me it's wrong. Who led with love and who says they'll know you by your love. Mm-hmm. And Paul, who came after, who said, let your speech be wholesome and filled with grace, yeah. seasoned with grace. Yeah. If you think that honors God, and I'm not trying to get preachy, I, I just think, so, but, and so I think here, here's, a, here's a great, like, and we maybe spent too long on this one attribute, but yeah. here, here's a great parameters. Uh, find an honoring way to address the action without attacking the person. Yeah. There's a difference between me saying, hey, I do not agree with this policy, and here's why, versus that person's just a, yeah, they're trash. They're, they're trash. Address the idea, yeah. not the person yes. behind the idea. Because people have different ideas for different mm-hmm. reasons. People have different experiences, which lead to different ideas and policies. And they're still human. They're still someone that God loves so much and that he sent it. his son Jesus to die it's, for them. Yes. That person that you yes. are th- saying those things. And, about. Yeah. and that's, that's kind of what we're talking about is... Th- the overreaction mm-hmm. that's happening in our culture to yeah. swing so far away mm-hmm. that it's become visceral, it's become aggressive, mm-hmm. it's become dehumanizing, yes. it's become all of those things. Yes. And so even just to add a few other ones, because I don't want to just live there and just we yeah. can hit a few other yeah. ones. I think we're hopefully we're just kind of highlighting mm-hmm. something. And I think it's good for us to be reminded of this, all mm-hmm. of us, and everyone's mm-hmm. watching or listening, to be reminded, to just make sure that my life reflects values that really matter. Yeah. And so I think, you know, we, we've talked about accountability, mm-hmm. but I think accountability yeah. is one of those things That's a dirty that... That's right now. I, I don't Especially know, in uh, the deconstructionist anti-church yeah. movement. I, and and I, I just, again, the whole point of deconstructing is hopefully to reconstruct. Right. It's not deconstruct so that you can complain about and so that you can say it's this. And, you know, mm-hmm. I understand there have been times when people have experienced hurt in churches. Mm-hmm. And maybe it would be good for us to do a whole episode to, because yeah. there's a lot of things I would love to flesh out about that. Because I don't want to ca- callously sweep no, over I, what I people have experienced. Same thing with, we're talking about the Me Too movement. Yes. And same thing, we're talking about racism, mm-hmm. all of those things. There, there are real people with real situations yes. that have been abused, that have been yes. on the other end of real, and there that needs to be called out. When yes. there are people abusing power, authority, all of that I stuff, talked to a they lady need to be removed. The other day. And I mean, yeah. it's just I talked to a lady the other day. We were decorating for something here at the church, and she told me her whole story. Um, and it was just it was one of those really just cool. And it sounds cheesy, but God moments of her sharing her journey that brought her to this church, and she started sharing with me. I mean, like. Abuse that started early on uh, from her stepfather, who was a pastor, mm. to her getting remarried uh, to a guy that was a pastor, abused, cheated on her, Oof. to every single time she tried to come in church. And I, I looked at her and I said, honestly, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I think it's a miracle you're in church. I would agree. I, it is a miracle you're in church. And, and, and it was beautiful. She just talked about the healing that she started having since she's been here. And, wow. and I was quick to tell her, look. Uh, we're not perfect, but I do think we're healthy. Yeah. And um, you're going to be let down here eventually because this place is made of human beings. I'm There's for sure being let down and being abused. Yeah, that's huge, the whole, huge that's but, 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 but I did follow up to say, like, but the extent of what you've actually experienced, I'm A, so sorry, and B, I just, I just think it's amazing that you walked through the church doors again. Wow. So I know there are those stories. Yeah. And everything in between. Yeah. But anyways, yes. Uh, here's another one. Yeah. Purity. Purity. Why is purity a bad thing? Well, tell me why is that a bad word? Today? I I kind of want to do. And maybe we should invite somebody on um, to pure. do a little bit of a de- <laughs> a little bit of a, a deeper dive into this from a cultural perspective. But over the last two years, you will just see a lot surrounding this term purity culture, mm. and I, I think it's a lot of uh, maybe specifically probably women that grew up in the eighties and nineties and very yeah, fundamentalist. Um, and I'm tr- I'm still trying to completely wrap my mind around how much of it is yeah they were just in a, in a, a legalistic or right. repressive or maybe even kind of sexist right repressive kind of thing that uh, wasn't healthy versus I, I'm I'm still trying to figure out, I don't know I don't yeah. have all the answers versus how much of it is maybe a, a genuine resistance against 
Christian sexual ethics. There's a that was we've had some conversations about that recently when we were actually at the combine um, event. Really? Yeah, my wife and another friend of ours, a pastor's mm-hmm. wife, were talking about that growing up in that environment. And there's mm-hmm. definitely some real. I want to say this. I understand. This is what we're this is what we're talking about. There should be an appropriate mm-hmm. response to things that have been mm-hmm. either repressive, abusive. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. I'm just using those as general terms. Right. Uh, the question is, like we said, is when are we going so far away from it mm-hmm. that it's becoming an overreaction to our detriment? When, and that yes. is one of those areas because there have been a lot of women, from what I know of it, and I think it would be great to maybe have, have one or two women on the podcast to talk about it. We should mm-hmm. put that down as, as yeah. one because uh, there have been a lot of women who have been really – um, hurt and have been made to feel like they're the problem because of, so one of these things back to how women and young girls and things have been told to dress. I mean, you can, you can yeah. look at this. Sure. This is actually real life, not just in Christianity. Sure. This is happening in the, in the, in the Muslim world. About yeah. the Iranian girl that just yeah. was killed, the 22 year yeah. old that was just killed because her mm-hmm. hijab wasn't wasn't on properly yeah. or had hair and then and then I just was reading an article again this goes back mm-hmm. to this I was reading an article of a girl from Iran who went and competed in a rock climbing competition outside of Iran and didn't wear her mm-hmm. full garb to yeah. compete you're right. supposed to yeah. no matter, even if you're not in Iran mm-hmm. did not and has come back to Iran so far mm-hmm. she has said things that she has not experienced there's been massive mm-hmm. movements of of people out there, like protests and people in support of her coming back. Mm-hmm. So they, this is not just, this is a global thing. This isn't just mm-hmm. in our church world. This right. is something happening yes. around the world of, of women. And um, in, so in, in the world where we've come from, it's kind of women were made to feel like they're the problem mm-hmm. based on, so you have to dress a certain way. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you're, you know, yes. you can't, you can't show your, I mean, there are some mm-hmm. church circles have been around. Yeah. It's like, you can't show your knees. Yes. You can't show your elbows. Yes. Because you can't wear that, earrings. We have the, people that have come yeah, to this church from others who can't wear earrings. And, or makeup or any of that stuff. Yes. You can't, because you will cause right. Amanda to stumble. And it's like, so what, the unfortunate part of this, mm-hmm. and this is why I agree, is that we have put the weight of men mm-hmm. having issues, boys having mm-hmm. issues on mm-hmm. the backs of women. Right. But is, you know what I mean. And so that needs to be the talked swing. about. But the but, but the the crux of it, because yeah, we should probably do a whole episode yeah. about it. The crux of it is what are what are the pieces of gold we're throwing out? Yeah, that yeah. actually are matter because true purity. I mean, t- okay, take faith out of it. Yeah. I mean, faith has a lot to say about morality. Mm-hmm. Has a lot to say about the ethics. Has a lot to say about us and our bodies being. It says the temples of God, sure. the temples of the Holy Spirit. Take all that out. Like, it is a healthy thing to not want to use each other. Yeah. It is a healthy thing to value your body. Mm-hmm. It is a healthy thing to not make life-impacting acts without lifelong intent. Yeah. It is a healthy thing to understand that human sexuality is more than physical, but it affects your spirit. It impacts you. It affects your relationships. Mm-hmm. It complicates things. It de- nobody on their deathbed says, oh, I just wish I had more sex. Like true, not repressive, but true, anything powerful has to find its health and vibrancy in the right context. I love what Andy Stanley said. Sex is like fire in the campfire. It's beautiful and it's amazing. Have your boys take sticks and run through the forest. Yeah. It can be incredibly destructive. Sex, even just from a, a, a purely like societal observational standpoint, has been so cheapened and dehumanized mm-hmm. that not only has it caused a lot of damage and destruction, but it's lost the value. So to take the word purity in, in its truest pure form yeah. and to taint it towards this bad thing because of abuse, what do we lose in that? Sure. This, the, the revolution of the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. and all the experiments that went along with it actually just showed us that unrestrained hedonism ends in madness. Mm-hmm. It, it, it ends in depression. It ends in insanity. It ends in yeah. disease. So, like, again, again, we're just going through it. I mean, we got purity. I, th- I think no one's loyalty. Yeah. I think about, again, I want to say this in respectfully. We go back to the whole honor thing. But President Trump, whatever you think of him, 
even the people he appointed, mm-hmm. if there's one thing, and again, I'm so against slander, mm-hmm. but if there is one thing that keeps being repeated by both you know, Republicans and Democrats alike, and again, there's so many things we could say about our current president, our former president, all the presidents. But one of the things that is uh, repeatedly said about President Trump is his incessant demand and insistence on blind loyalty. Mm-hmm. That even though there was that, even with people he appointed, there was right. misunderstandings of what is the DOJ's actual obligation. Mm-hmm. Their, their loyalty or their job, their obligation was loyalty to the truth. Yeah. But for him, it was this, it, and I think people have experienced that on a political level or even a spiritual level of people who are maybe doing destructive things or they just wanted yes men around them, they never wanted to be challenged, and they just insisted on blind loyalty. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, there's been this overreaction. I, I personally know people who don't even like that term. Yeah. They're like, I, I'm, not, I'm not loyal, I'm not on sides. But for me, I'm like, the Old Testament says to bind kindness and loyalty around your neck. Mm-hmm. For me and my friendships, I value loyalty. And yeah. when I say loyalty, let me say what I mean. I don't mean somebody that is a yes man. Right. I, I mean, well, I mean, to me, one aspect of loyalty <laughs> is if I'm not in the room, you got my back. But if I'm wrong, privately, you're going to come in the room and tell me off to my face and <laughs> say, hey, what are you thinking? Yeah. Hey, I'm going to challenge you. You're better right. than this. Hey, I'm going to hold you accountable on this. Right. But you're going to have my back. It's, it's the person that is ride or die that you know is going to be in your corner. Yeah. It's the person that you know is going to champion you on. It's the person you – like, to me, that is a, a lost and, – and, in an opportunistic age sure. and in a fickle age and in a flaky age and in a distrusting age, right. I think loyalty, man, that, that, that's something that doesn't need to be thrown out with the bathwater. Yeah. I agree. I think we could probably go on and on. There's so many different things. Truth. Truth is another one. Absolutely. What is truth? Now it's just your truth. Yeah. To say that you actually believe in truth and have conviction. Yeah. Or to say that there is truth. (laughs) Or just to say there's truth. Yeah. And it's everything's become relative. And so I think just the whole point of this, because I'm trying to think like, okay, what's the point of all this? Mm -hmm. I think the point of all this, at least in in my mind, is for us to be aware and recognize, I think it's easy for us to mm-hmm. kind of get sucked into these worlds mm-hmm. in our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, we can be passionate like about sharks things. that swarm blood. I mean, but we can be just as humans, we're passionate. Mm-hmm. You can be passionate about certain politics, you can be passionate about certain mm-hmm. things, and that's great. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think just be careful that you understand that. Uh, in this culture where it's real easy to jump in and see this these massive overreactions mm-hmm. that just throw out all of these things mm-hmm. that there are if you're a, again I guess we're kind of even maybe speaking more directly in this episode I want to say to someone who would claim to be a follower of Jesus because mm-hmm. if that's the case then there are certain values mm-hmm. and morals yeah. things that they don't they they shouldn't ebb and flow mm-hmm. with culture they shouldn't yeah. ebb and flow with what culture is defining it is now that's bad, that's good, no, that's bad. This is a, it should be there should be a different there mm-hmm. should be a different basis for yeah. it. And to me, there is one for honor and authority yeah. and trust and mm-hmm. accountability mm-hmm. and uh, loyalty. Like mm-hmm. these are these are good things right. and we're seeing them kindness and nuance kindness and all these things like they're being twisted a little bit today mm-hmm. in culture the really loud yeah. voices that's sometimes what you get it's yeah. not a lot it's a loud yeah. voices that are are almost kind of can can get in our minds and lead us to oh that's not good mm-hmm. that's not good i authority is a good thing because authority when you get mm-hmm. under authority mm-hmm. god says there is a blessing yes. psalm 133 but there's a protection yes i try to tell people there's a protection mm-hmm. there 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 is something that god ordains and i believe this in life that when you get under your parents mm-hmm. when you submit to authority you might not always be happy with every rule they have every policy they have whatever at their mm-hmm. house but when you get under their authority mm-hmm. there's a protection yeah. that you experience in yeah. this life and i think it's true in all arenas of life yeah. and so authority is important mm-hmm. it, don't throw it out yeah just because maybe you've had a bad experience with an yeah. authority figure you will have a bad let, let me mm. just say this you're going to have yes. a bad experience with an authority figure why because we're all flawed yeah and people are going to make mistakes yeah. and i've made mistakes i've made leadership mistakes i yeah. try to own those i've tried to go back mm-hmm. i want to try as much yes. as i can to rectify i've done it but there's a difference between a toxic, abusive leader, mm-hmm. 
uh, and, and I agree, we think we've said this, don't stay mm-hmm. under a toxic, abusive leader or in a mm-hmm. toxic environment. It's mm-hmm. okay to do that, but don't run away from the idea of authority. Mm-hmm. I, I'm impressed by that lady. I don't know who she is. You, maybe I wouldn't mm-hmm. know if you told me about it, but somebody who would experience all that, mm-hmm. but yet she would still be able mm-hmm. to find healing mm-hmm. in the in the community yeah. of the church, would yeah. be able to f- come to a place where she can listen to somebody else mm-hmm. to speak into her life through scripture yeah. and other things. To me, that, that's a testament of like, of, of I, I don't know, that's a value in yeah. itself where she has resilience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an incredible yeah. value that she has. That's resilience is being attacked right now. It's all being attacked, but you know what? She's not continuing to live with bitterness. Yes. So you can yeah. say what you want, man. If that happened, that, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, but you might actually be carrying around bitterness mm-hmm. in your soul, eating yeah. you alive from the inside out. Yeah. She hasn't. Mm-hmm. She has allowed herself to experience healing mm-hmm. because of resilience. And now life is allowed to happen and flourish inside of her. Yes. And that's kind of the whole point of all this. If yes. you throw out all these values, you're throwing out what makes life meaningful, what yeah. makes life powerful, what makes yeah. life worth living. Yeah. And we just have to be careful in our culture. That's, I think, the whole point of this, mm-hmm. that we aren't going so far, overreaction. Cancel culture has come out of that. Yeah. Where's forgiveness? Yes. There are people that make mistakes. They should be mm-hmm. held accountable for it, but we shouldn't throw them out. How, trash how, how, and about never... this, how about this for extremes? How can you learn from the past and not pretend like it doesn't exist and get triggered? Yeah. <laughs> Let's use that word. Yeah. If somebody brings it up, which a lot of times happens on the right, but how do you not go to the extreme on the left uh, where you try to cancel the past Yeah. and erase any uh, mention that it ever happened instead of just learning from it? Yeah. I agree. And that's that's what I, was, I think we're saying. There's wisdom. You said earlier, right? There's wisdom, mm-hmm. and it takes courage to 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 come away from the extremes, mm-hmm. to process, to think. This this has kind of been the heartbeat behind this whole podcast. Yeah, is to take real life things and to to process, to think it through them, and to think at a higher level, yeah. and not just. I think it's a low level. It's easy to go to the low level because it's everywhere. Yes, and I think if if anything, I guess our our hope would be that that you would think about some of these values that we mm-hmm. just talked about. And mm-hmm. here's another one. Just be on the look. This is what's, it's so deceiving mm-hmm. because there will be social media posts. There'll be memes. There'll mm-hmm. be even just things that do that on the surface, they sound good. Mm-hmm. But when you begin to dig under them yeah. and you lift the layers, you realize, oh, they're actually trying to throw this value out. They're trying to yeah. throw this out. This mm-hmm. is, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm mm-hmm. not going to let myself go there. Yeah. And so uh, I just think it's a great reminder, yeah. a great challenge. Yeah. Uh, don't get in a fight with an 18-year-old who's <laughs> trying to hold the parking spot. Don't overreact in yeah. life. Have an appropriate response. Like, yeah. You could say your yeah. response was pretty appropriate. Yeah. I mean, you could have driven off. A little sassy. You could have driven off. Maybe a little sassy. Borderline from yeah. response to reaction and overreaction. Yeah. But you didn't. <laughs> you know what I and realized? Therefore, you didn't get into a fight. I was talk- somebody, I think I was talking to Hope. She's like, I have noticed this about you. Again, this isn't like a, because I don't know if it's good or bad. It's not like a bravado pat on the back. But um, I just, I, I score high on the fight or flight. Mm. I've my whole life tended by instinct mm-hmm. because several people were like, why'd you get out of the car? I was like, I didn't even think about it. Which maybe that's bad. <laughs> but I tend to, I mean, again, this, is, this sounds like I'm trying to sound all big and bad. I know I'm not. But as a kid, when I would hear sounds outside and think there's somebody outside, you just go I would literally go outside because the thought that someone would attack my home or my parents made me so angry, I just went straight towards it. There's a really you have anger issues, but I but I've never had like temper oh. issues. I've never had yeah. temper issues, but I've I've really it's probably good and bad. I've, yeah. scored, I've always scored really that's by instinct. Yeah. I'm I'll move towards it. Well, there you go. Um, but I think like yeah, three things. One is do you respond or react? Mm-hmm. Number two, if awareness is half the battle, here's just a question for everybody listening or, or watching: What pendulum are you currently on? Mm-hmm. Some, some people, will treat, you can see from relationships, they'll date somebody completely different. And yeah. not saying that's always a bad thing, or they'll do this. But right now, based on how you look at life and church and God and the opposite sex and whatever it is, what pendulum are you on? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, a lot of times you need to make a change. Right. But are you, are you, is your reaction creating your theology more than you realize? Mm-hmm. Is what you've been through filtering the way yeah. you're viewing truth yeah. more than you realize. And then third, I think what you said is the most important. 
there's some values that literally are the soil out of which a quality life and a quality society come. Yeah. And no matter what the abuse or misuse is from the left or the right or from whatever angle, we cannot throw away truth. We cannot throw away life-giving purity and honoring ourselves. We cannot throw away uh, how, how to relate to authority. We cannot throw away honor. We just can't. Grace. We cannot throw away grace. I think we've lost grace We cannot people. throw away truth, kindness, yeah. nuance, kindness. Um, resilience. Th- th- these yeah. attributes, these values, these principles are so important. They're essential. Yeah. And we can't throw them away. It's good. Don't it's let good. the fool's gold you've experienced in life forever taint you from experiencing gold good so maybe people will have comments on this yeah one. they might have a reaction they may have a reaction. if you have an if you have an overreaction send us send a an response. email <laughs> send a response a thoughtful yeah. response to <laughs> podcast at the x.church yes right podcast at the x.church send Church. responses not overreactions yes and not dot com i've had several i wonder how many people have tried to yeah. send us an email but i had one person they're like it's podcast at the x.church slash com right and i was no. like there's no com there's podcast at the x.church yeah send us an email it's been a provocative conversation. Yeah. Hopefully it's helped. Let us know your thoughts. Until next week, or until next time, Yeah, we will see you next week.